0: Going to Italy, sourcing the product, meeting the people that make it, and sharing the stories. And I think that to me, like none of these purveyors could ever sell their product nationwide because they don't have enough of it, right? They're really small. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that, you know, for me, like we really want to align ourselves with these incredible brands like that. And I think we do a really great job of doing that.
1: Welcome to Fascinating Entrepreneurs. How do people end up becoming an entrepreneur? How do they scale and grow their businesses? How do they plan for profit? Are they in it for life or are they building to exit? These and a myriad of other topics will be discussed to pull back the veil on the wizardry of successful and fascinating entrepreneurs. My book, Relentless, is now available everywhere books can be bought online, including Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. Try your local indie bookstore too. And if they don't have it, They can order it, just ask them. The reviews are streaming in and I'm so thankful for the positive feedback as well as hearing from people that my memoir has impacted them positively. It is not enough to be resilient. You have to be relentless. You can go to therelentlessbook.com for more information. Thank you so much. Today, we talked to Dominic D. Bartolomeo, owner of The Cheese Store of Beverly Hills and Domenico's Foods. We discuss the experience of buying the store from his longtime mentor, how they're planning on growing, and what their biggest challenges are in owning and running a business. Now let's get right into it.
0: So under my new ownership, The Cheese Store really is, my goal is to make it more what it already is, right? And like, we have a lot of fun things going on here, but in terms of my own sort of like touch on it, we have an import business also. So like we're bringing in like a really like very, very highly curated, really cool products that nobody else has. So I'm super excited about that. I'm also very excited that to be able to carry on this legacy and Norbert, the prior owner, like he's owned the store since for over like 44 years. And to be able to carry on this legacy and to make this store even more of an institution, even more of a go-to place. So we were initially just bringing in imported products from like Italy. And now we have the opportunity to bring things in from Spain and Germany and France. So like, you're just going to see a lot of what the store already is, but even more so to that fact, because we're going to have so many new and unique products. And also too, the most important thing, you can have amazing products, but we have incredible people working with us. And it's really special to come in and actually have that cheese store experience.
1: Are they so amazing that you marry them? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> although my wife did come in with a return and I still married her, but yes, <laughs> and that's a true story. It wasn't even a purchase. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. Well, I've been to the store and it is just packed to the gills. It's wonderful. Would you have to expand or are you really just editing and then replacing with things that you find
0: you know i think it's a little bit of a combination of both right like and it's also also what's like kind of trending and happening right now so for example tin fish that is all the rage right now and everyone's going crazy for tin fish and also butters so what did we do we met the demand and we just bought in i don't know 30 40 different producers of tin fish just to kind of yeah. keep it going whereas maybe in the past like we only had 10 to 15 so yeah. i think that it has to evolve it has to keep evolving
1: Okay, let me ask you this random question. Have you met Angelo in Cinque Terre on his boat and his had his fish? I know that's so random, so, but <laughs> Angelo <laughs> that's well part of my trip to So I met an Angelo, but in
0: Cuya, not in Cinque Terre, but your yeah. Angelo sounds more exciting than mine.
1: Yeah, I mean he was drunk the whole time and he was driving around. <laughs> yeah, it it sounds awesome. about right. Yeah. Perfect. So okay. <laughs> For those listening, I have to just make an admittance that I've been to the cheese shop, but not only have I been there, I have been where Dom is sitting right now in this secret, basically storage room where there are some really special activities that occur. I don't know if they're open to everyone, so I won't talk about them, but I went to a secret lunch there and it was an amazing experience. So if you can get on that list, you're going to want to reach out to me and find out how you can do that. So Dom, tell me about your Domenico's Foods brand.
0: Yeah. So I started Domenico's Foods shortly after working here at the cheese store. Like I started working here about a little over 20 years ago and I started Domenico's Foods probably like three or four months in. And the whole reason why I came to the cheese store was because, you know, my family, growing up in Italian families, you can imagine like food is always the center of everything. And we had... You know, my grandfather has these recipes and things like that. And I just started really gravitating towards that and just wanting to do something fun and special and just like unique and bring these incredible products to the world. And I started working at the cheese store, uh, like I said, 20 years ago. And it reminded me of like, even though I didn't have a product to sell and I didn't even work there yet, when I first walked into the shop, it was just like a real specialty shop. Like growing up in New York City, you see these on every corner, right? You have your bread place, you have your cheese shop, you have your wine store. And this was just something that, like, it could still live in New York City, and it made me feel so comfortable. And I was like, "Wow, like, how great would it be to actually get a job there and start and start a business?" And that's kind of <laughs> what so happened. So What is
1: <laughs> Domenico's Foods brand? So like Domenico's, what?
0: yeah, yeah, Domenico's Foods is a uh, it's a specialty food company that I started about twenty something years ago. Initially, I started with like our family grown, our family made sun dried tomatoes and some stuffed peppers. And shortly after making notes and introducing them to the store, Norbert was like, hey, like, let's sell these. This is really great. And it has a great story. So we started selling it. And then just about like six months in, I decided to start doing farmer's markets because in Los Angeles, you know, farmer's markets are a big, everyone has a farmer's market, every little city. And it's kind of like the best way to get your product out there and have these like an experience these like low entry barriers. So that's what I did. And, And it propelled into this beautiful food company. And about 10 years ago... I decide, you know, like, I don't want to be susceptible to everyone else's ingredients. I want to have my own and create my own products with my own ingredients. And I was already delivering to like restaurants and stuff. So I was meeting all these chefs and I said, you know what, like, let's start bringing in other products. Let's bring in great ingredients and let's share and and just kind of have like this community of amazing products that all these chefs are buying. And that's what we started doing.
1: Are you working with Curtis Stone and celebrity yeah. like that. Yeah,
0: of course. We work with Curtis Stone and Wolfgang Puck and you know Massimo Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: So you have these basically two businesses, at least now. What part of Italy are you sourcing from?
0: So the beauty about not being from italy and being from new york is that you know in my experience a lot of italians are very proud of the city and the town that they're from and anything else outside of that is not nearly as good as what they know i mean it's
1: kind of like in new york what street do you live what's cross street (laughs) you get yourself situated and you've definitely judged each other and then
0: (laughs) right (laughs) oh my god yeah i I think you nailed it right you said it you said it the best and so For that matter, and not being from Italy, I really do take a very subjective approach. The one thing I do look for, though, is the producer that has the passion. Like when we make our products, I look for that same type of passion in the producer. We really do a great job of going to Italy, sourcing the product, meeting the people that make it, and sharing the stories. And I think that, to me, like none of these purveyors could ever sell their product nationwide because they don't have enough of it, right? They're really small Mm-hmm. And it's just something that, you know, for me, like we really want to align ourselves with these incredible brands like that. And I think we do a really great job of doing that.
1: Okay. I just This is totally random. Have you been to and sourced anything from Porto Santo Stefano?
0: I have not.
1: <laughs> I just want to share with you, Dom, that we yeah. were there. It is gorgeous. It is not something that Americans typically know about. Right. Uh, and my daughter ended up going on a Tinder date with a fellow like local Italian guy. And he's like, hey, do you mind going fishing with me? And she's like, sure. And he was like, really? And she's like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'll teach you how to bait the line. She's like, I know how to do that, dude. Oh,
0: like, no way. <laughs> and he was like, wait,
1: what? So anyway, he's fishing for cuttlefish. Yeah. And right there on the bay, on the pier, my daughter cast the first line, caught a cuttlefish. And he is now screaming in Italian that he can't believe the luck that he had that he's never caught a cuttlefish there. Oh, no and way. That, like, she's amazing. So I just thought, I just assumed that was the cuttlefish <laughs> destination. <laughs> Who knows? Is this now your son in law or no? No, but. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no, we'll talk about that offline. <laughs> Have you ever thought that you should write a book? that you should write the story of your life to help other people learn from your experience, please go to memoirsherpa.com and learn how I can help you write, figure out your publishing path and market your story, your memoir to a best seller status. How are you utilizing your past experience, whether it was good or bad in public relations knowledge now for your businesses?
0: Yeah, like that. (laughs) You learn what you're good at and what you're not, right? So, like, I mean, that's helped me to like. I always say, you know, I married up, I hired up too. You just find people to do the things that, well, one that you don't like doing. Even though there's a lot of things I don't like doing, I still do. But you try. You just want to try and find yourself with talented people that can do a better job than you, and you have to be able to just be willing to let go, which was very hard in the beginning. But it's certainly something like that PR company just taught me, actually steered me into the direction of food. Literally, like, why am I wasting my time trying to get a paycheck when I can be, you know, unless did I take a step back? I probably took two. But now, like, it's just like, holy cow, like, look what just happened. It's, It's pretty amazing. So it taught me a lot about what I liked and what I didn't
1: like. So you knew enough that you are not the person to do the marketing, branding, publicity, maybe for the cheese store, but to hire the right entity that could.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't stop at PR either, right? Like, we have amazing, we have Michelin star chefs working with us. We have like, so they're all better at what needs to be done and they're using their talents, beating themselves. And I think that's a big part of like the culture that we're growing.
1: Buying the store from your mentor of 20 years, I can only imagine. I mean, it sounds like it worked out really well. It could get really hairy. What was that transition like and that experience like?
0: It's kind of crazy because initially, the pandemic was, I mean, it was really tough for everybody, right? Especially like anything in the hospitality, the food industry, like any of those things, like it was really hard
1: people over to have cheese plates.
0: Right. You know, and also too, like our business is like, I mean, we sell to restaurants, we sell to hotels, we, we were selling to everybody that was closed. There was no flights, we couldn't bring in product, but you know, like everything else, it's like where luck meets hard work. And I feel like, you know, I just put my head down. I kept grinding and I knew that I was actually going to start raising money for a different business for a different concept. And during the pandemic, we wound up having this opportunity to buy the store. And I thought, wow, like this is incredible. And, and it had like something like this in terms of like for the previous owner, like it had to be like, he kind of knew that his time was like coming to an end and he really wanted to sell it to somebody that could carry on the legacy. And to be honest with you, like you talk about the deal, like it's funny if you know Norbert because literally like, Like I had to help him with like DocuSign. Like we talk about like a back of the napkin type of transaction. Like this doesn't even exist in the real world, but here (laughs) I am like buying this business and his phone, like didn't have enough memory to sign the DocuSign document. Like whatever could have gone wrong, went wrong. But you know, I think in general, right? It's like you pivot, right? You pivoted during the pandemic to make something happen. You had other incredible opportunities. And I think that you just kept going and that's what we did. So It was really, really tough. And if you could imagine, you know, raising a lot of money is hard by itself. And I always say, I never want to do it again. But, you know, raising money is hard by itself. Raising money in a pandemic is almost impossible. But also, too, you can't do anything by yourself.
1: Right. And I'll say that I've had. Yeah. Did you work with a broker on the deal?
0: So I didn't necessarily work with a broker, but I worked with one of my best friends. I'm going to say his name, Kami Shibani. He is an unbelievable entrepreneur who took his family's little real estate business and literally—I mean, at this point, call him a mogul. He's amazing, and he really coached me through a lot of the ups and downs, right? And really helped me because to say you need thick skin is a big understatement, yeah. You know, well, and the one thing I learned had, too, Ken. yeah.
1: When you said you had to raise money, it just kind of took me aback because I, with all the entrepreneurs I work with. You do a deal, you position yourself, and I'm sure it could be different because you are so close with your mentor, where you put very little money down and it's owner finance. Like, that's the way I'm going to hustle a deal. Right, right. You can't really do that with basically a family member.
0: It's true. It's true. And I have to say, though, like, knowing Norbert and how he did the deal, I mean, I can't even say working for me. No one works for me, everyone works with me. And Norbert is literally working with me. And it's so weird. It's, you know, you work with someone for 20 years and I'm still like, you know, no, I'm going to leave a little early today. (laughs) It's your business.
1: (laughs) That's funny. I love that. I've met him. Lovely guy. It's so cool that you're still working together. So I ask this of everyone because sometimes entrepreneurs and business owners can look like they've just got it all. Beautiful life, beautiful business, lots of money rolling in, don't have a care in the world but there are challenges that we face in running our businesses and from day to day or week to week they change so what is a challenge that you're facing right now in your business
0: yeah yeah i mean you know i think this is a challenge that is always going to be there and i'm okay with it it's not cash flow it's not like it really is managing people. I think managing people is a challenge in and of itself. And that brings, yeah. you know, I mean, that brings a slew of things, right? <laughs> I mean, We're you might messy. need might We're be like 10 more episodes, <laughs> 10 more episodes just to get to the beginning of this, right? But like, <laughs> it's really tough. But I also think, you know, it's how you treat people. And I think that just managing people in general, I think that would be something that, because it's always changing and it's something that is always a
1: challenge what is your current strategy for growth for this year so it's 2023 what is it that you're like really doubling down on
0: we're coming up with these really cool cafe concepts mm. and it's very different it's very unique you know we've got some demand for them and It's hard to talk about something, you know, that hasn't happened yet. I'm super super superstitious about that, but (laughs) yeah, we've got some real interest internationally, and we've got some national interest as well. So where, and we've aligned ourselves with some amazing people. I'm working with uh, an incredible guy by the name of Ramona Capello, who is on my board. I'm working with another gentleman by the name of Mario Del Pero.
1: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: don't I, don't, I, I picked them on their talent, but they happen to be Italian. <laughs> and I have to say, like, they're incredible. And they're really two of my mentors, in addition to Kamiar that we spoke about, that really helped me align the values in the brand and just giving me this amazing big growth picture opportunities. So, super excited. There's a lot of really cool, fun stuff here. And I just, I was just telling the story before, like, I can't believe, like, this is actually happening. Like, it's really happening. It's going through. And I'm like, oh my God, is this too easy? But now I was like, wait a minute. It took me 20 years.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You paid your dues, Don. I think so. Yeah. For more information, go to the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. Want to know more about me? Go to my website, officialnatashamiller.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you loved the show. If you did, please subscribe. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please leave a review where you're listening to this podcast now. I'm Natasha Miller, and you've been listening to Fascinating Entrepreneurs.